You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Always Draft Season podcast, part of the PackerNet Podcast Network. Jake Shavink here with me as always, Mason Thompson. How are you doing on this fine Wednesday evening when we're recording? Way ahead of time, by the way. Yeah, uh, pretty good. We ran through what we're going to do uh, earlier today. There were a few uh, laughs along the way we're with this their situation. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to kind of getting into this. Yeah, so kind of we kind of threw out some 2023 draft takes last week. So this is of course, on Monday. So it's mock draft Monday. And what better way to do that in the offseason than to do a redraft? And so what we're going to do is we're going to do a 2018 redraft using the 2018 order, 2018 pool of players, but we're plucking them out of the timeline. We're going to put them here in 2022. Unfortunately, there will be teams without first round picks. The Rams, they're used to that. So it doesn't matter. They're fine. You know, you don't have one. Don't worry about it. Uh, But there's a couple big things, right? Like the Browns having two picks in the top five, and we'll get to that. So I took the odds um, based on the evens. We'll go through the quickly the player that the team picked back in 18. And then obviously we'll get into our spiel about who we picked. We had a nice player pool. And I think we did a good job uh, pretty much getting <laughs> to the, the top guys, of the positions there is like Mason said, there is a pick in there or two that, that is pretty fun. Um, so let's dive in. Uh, so the, we're obviously what sucks is for some teams is they made some great picks. Um, some even in the top 10 that aren't going to get the guys that they picked. And it's very unfortunate. We're starting off at pick one with the Cleveland Browns. They took Baker Mayfield first overall. Um, it was up and down. It was very roller coaster. Like it's very hard to go through the 2021 season and not be like part of that certainly was injury. I, it's so hard to, to put that together. Cause we don't know how Baker Mayfield was feeling and all that. But when you have Josh Allen here, and Lamar Jackson, both at the top of this draft. You have to pick one. I picked Josh Allen uh, for the Browns. The Deshaun Watson situation is horrifying. Um, <laughs> like, in all seriousness, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Um, I, I truly don't want him to play another down, to be perfectly honest. Um, and and moving past that, Josh Allen would be a great pick here um, for the Browns. I mean, in the Stefanski offense, where you can kind of get him on the move a little bit as well, maximize it. They've got Amari Cooper. They've got Njoku. He can feed these guys. He, I think he'll really, he'd really like David Bell pretty early on, too, as a chain mover. So the offense comes together in a big, big way in Cleveland. This is the guy that will take them over the top uh, in this 2018-2022 um, altered timeline. So the Browns get right to work with, with a certified stud and a lot of people's QB5 from that class, and it turned out uh, to be upside down. Yeah. Um, moving on to number two, obviously the Giants had that pick. Uh, a lot of people at the time thought they would take a quarterback in a loaded class. Instead, they opted to, you know, wait for a lesser class. And it has, uh, well, not really worked out. There's still those Giants fans that uh still holding out hope for Daniel Jones this year. 
maybe with a new offense coordinator, maybe it works. Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. not. Um, but uh, this route, I went Lamar Jackson. Who they um, take initially? Oh, Saquon. Sorry. Yeah, took Saquon Barkley. Yeah, so they took Saquon. Back, running back at two. Anyway. Running back at two. Wasn't that like a year after the Jacks took Fournette at four? Was that two years, something like that? No, yeah, it was the year after, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, one of those two. Okay. Yeah, it was but, 17 anyway, that Fournette did. But yeah. Anyways, like Saquon, he's been good other than the injuries. Yep. Hopefully this year he's back from that. Um, maybe we'll get to talk about him later in this podcast. But with Lamar, you have a dynamic quarterback that can really kind of burst onto the scene. Obviously, they don't have Saquon in this scenario, so maybe they pick somebody up in free agency. I don't know. Uh, maybe Matt Breed is their guy. But uh, maybe Could they be. can finally get something out of their receiving core that they spent a ton of money on, including a second round pick this year. Uh, plus Lamar doesn't can kind of show off his Lamar ball a little bit behind the kind of new and improved offensive line. But I think, I mean, I think Giants fans are going to want a quarterback next year's draft anyways. So in this redraft, why not take an MVP caliber player? Yeah. I mean, Listen, and it's funny because, you know, even if the Giants had gotten Josh Allen and we flipped these, either way, I think yeah. Brian Dable is very excited because QB run could come yeah. out, which he did in Buffalo. Uh, the Jets here at three, they took Sam Darnold. Uh, we're not picking Sam Darnold. Good news. In this scenario that we have here for you guys, Zach Wilson's here, Jets fans. So you're all good. We're in great shape. We love what we have. We drafted Ahmad Gardner. <laughs> we're adding... <laughs> a guy opposite him in Jair Alexander, who I know Packers fans can be upset that he's going three. Listen, it's warranted here. I mean, the Robert Sala defense, I flirted with a lot of options here because there, there are some really talented defenders that we're going to get to. But listen, this is the AFC. We're not messing around. I, Bryce Hall, that's Michael Carter, like Brandon Eccles. <laughs> like they're all nice players. And I think they a combined collective effort from them at cornerback two should be interesting this year. Nah, in this scenario, we're locking it down. Jair and Sauce, there's not even there's not much else you need to say. That defense looks really loaded. Uh, and they still have holes there at linebacker and safety, you could probably say, but I, I really like what Salah would have with Sauce and Jair. Two guys are going to come up, be physical in the run game, as well as just great cover guys. Um, at number four, uh, the second of the Browns selections, I remember when I watched this draft, kind of all of us were thinking it's going to be Bradley Chubb. Uh, with this selection, obviously, John Dorsey, the GM at the time, kind of went in the more need route at the time with Denzel Ward. Obviously, Denzel Ward's been a phenomenal player uh, at his spot there. Number four in Cleveland, really a good top-notch corner. Um, I kind of went in a different direction a little you bit did. here. Just kind of to have some fun, maybe. I don't know. But looking at the rounds roster, specifically defensively, because they already got the quarterback, if you look at their defense, they really added, I mean, if you look at the cornerback room, even after Denzel Ward, you've got a lot of young talent there with Greedy, uh, Greg Newsom, last year's first-round selection, Martin Emerson. But if you look at their front four, they desperately need help along the defensive line. Jordan Elliott and Team and Bryan. Obviously, Team and Bryan was selected in this draft. but Spoiler, we didn't pick him. We did not take him, no. Um, But anyways... Uh, with Vita Vale here, I kind of wanted to go in that route just to see what would happen. Um, obviously, he's a monster in the middle of that Tampa Bay defensive line. Maybe getting a little bit off subject but with him and Akeem Hicks. I don't understand how some teams didn't just kind of let that happen, but yeah, sure. Whatever. But Vita Vale, 
Yeah, I plug and play, obviously, in this Cleveland defensive line. And it just him and Miles Garrett with Jadavion Clowney. It's kind of insane. Yeah, I mean, and, and if you get anything from Perry on Winfrey as a pass rusher this yeah. year as well, like that group would be insane. Denver Broncos at five. They took Bradley Chubb. I'm not going to go that direction. And the only reason I'm not is because I do think, again, they got Randy Gregory. Big deal here. Nick Benito will be interesting to watch. And I know that doesn't really solve like the strong side defensive end issue, right? Like taking Chubb here would make sense. I went a different route. I, I went with, and, and linebacker could have definitely been in play here, but I just don't like the process of doing that. You'll see the linebackers kind of fell. When we did this just because it felt like there were more premium position players available. So I went surprisingly, maybe I think potentially the tackle one in this, in this class to this point is Brian O'Neill. Funny enough, um, the tackle from Pitt, who the Vikings got in, was it the second or third round? Do you remember, I Mason? I think it was the second. I think so. Second look real quick. Um, but he's been phenomenal. And I, what is it, like six pressures and a sack allowed yeah. in like the last couple seasons? Like he's been phenomenal as a pass protector. He's a great athlete. Like I, been very, it was the second round. It was the second. Okay. And yep. so it's been great value for, for the Vikings. And he's really been their best offensive lineman. And he's played on the right side. That's where Denver needs. They tried to, they're trying to plug it with Billy Turner to see how that works out. They've got a lot of options along that line. Why not lock it down here and get a right tackle <laughs> to protect Russell Wilson? We're, we're set and we're cooking, I think, up front, no matter how you mix and match some of the interior guys. Um, at number six, the Colts ended up taking Quentin Nelson. Um, don't really have to change much here because the pick was Quentin Nelson in the redraft. <laughs> um, he's been an absolute stud at left guard, kind of top, everyone's kind of top player in that draft class or second best behind Saquon, regardless of positional versus positional value. Even if he's a guard, he's well worth the selection. You kind of saw when he has been hurt, the Colts have kind of struggled a little bit, but. I don't really know if there's much to talk about with this one. No, he's a stud. Like the the it, when you hear his name and you go back to like oh in that draft, I just remember like the ridiculous play in pass protection against LSU, oh, yeah. where he just he, he's peeling off to a blitzer that honestly I don't know how many people would see it. It's he's been phenomenal, and I get that maybe a bad process to take a guard at six. He's sure. been great. He can play left yeah. tackle too. He's proven it. Yeah. Well, Buffalo Bills fans, I'm very sorry. Uh, no Josh Allen for you at seven. He's gone. That's who you guys obviously are. selected back in the 2018 NFL draft. Got that big 2020 breakout. 2021 was just as good. I'm not taking a quarterback, guys. We Baker Mayfield at seven. No. So Jordan Poyer, last year of his deal this year. So let's get ahead of the curve, curve and make this defense phenomenal. Still in the secondary, <laughs> we're taking Derwin James, safety out of Florida State, who I know has dealt with injuries, and, and maybe that's where you tip the scales in terms of who's been better between him and Fitzpatrick. We'll obviously get to him, of course, uh, later on. But, man, when he can be a chess piece and move him around, like you can sit him back in the too high if the Bills want to do that. He can play in the box. He can get some linebacker reps. They don't have a lot of great linebackers. They just really haven't panned out, and there's obviously one guy in this draft they took later with one of their two firsts, but man, Derwin would be just a game changer for that defense. And again, would be a long-term piece when Jordan Poyer is um, a free agent after this season. Um, Chicago at number eight, uh, uh, they did not make a bad selection by any means, but no. the Roquan Smith at number eight, um, 
maybe there's a few Bears fans listening. Uh, sorry, that's not going to be selections. <laughs> They're screaming at yeah. me right now. How can you not pick yeah. Roquan again? But look at the team right now. You're rebuilding for pretty much rebuilding, trying to retool around Justin Fields. And for me, it was either do you go a tackle or do you go receive? And the, the issue class is okay. The well, yes. The it's issue okay. that we kind of ran into was were we going to do this in the fact that Calvin Ridley was suspended or not? And we kind of both agreed that yes, he is. He would be suspended. Yeah. So he's not spoiler. He's not here in this first round. Yeah, we didn't take him. <clears throat> we maybe um, should have, but I mean, yeah. you'll see. We'll, we'll we'll get down the line. Yeah. Um. So that leaves us with like DJ Moore. I'm like, eh. But in the end, if you look at the offensive line, that's probably the route that they needed to go. They need to go now. So, um, I chose Orlando Brown. Uh, he's obviously. I don't know if you watched NFL Total Access yesterday, but he was kind of putting out some interesting claims on his contract situation, saying that this year is not the year to go uh, start a backup left tackle in this division, literally on live TV, Wow! Um, if you're the Chiefs. Um, but I feel like Orlando Brown would be obviously an immediate starter on this offensive line. You could kick Borum into the interior at right guard, most likely keep Tevin Jenkins at right tackle. I think it's an excellent move if you're Chicago. Yeah, gives you a lot of options. Obviously, was kicked way down because of his um, poor combine. And our the Baltimore Ravens picked him in the third. Classic. Of course. Um, yes. Uh, 49ers at nine. They took Mike McGlinchey, who really hasn't been the best selection for them playing right tackle. Will be interesting to see, you know, what, what, the, what the future plans look like there. I could have gone that direction. However, I think there was a teardrop off. Uh, at the tackle position to this point, there's a few more that'll go in this first round, but man, this team needs a stud at corner and Denzel Ward being here at nine. I was super ready for this. I was, I was like, once I picked Derwin, I saw the Niners were, were down to be my next selection. I'm like, Oh, bears, they won't take him. We're good. Like, so they signed Traverius Ward. They've got some okay guys. This gives you a lockdown guy. You know, great man coverage. He's really he's really turned it up these last couple seasons for Cleveland. Has been a really one of their lockdown guys. And 49ers finally get one in a division that's got now Hollywood Brown, D Hop, Cup, Robinson, Metcalf, Lockett. You need somebody. They get it in Denzel Ward. Um, unfortunately for the Cardinals, they see Denzel Ward go off right in front of them. Um, obviously shame. they did take Josh Rosen in this draft. Um, I yeah. could spend probably an hour, a full episode on my whole opinions with that situation, but we're not going to go into that obviously. Right. So you picked a linebacker, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, no, um, with the, the uh, I mean, even with, if Jeff Gladney were to be on the roster, tragic, what happened with all that? Um, they still needed a corner, and they didn't take one as early as they should have this year. I know they have Marco. Did they Wilson. take one? I think they did late, like sixth, fifth, sixth round. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But with J.C. Jackson still on the board as that lockdown guy, you have to kind of take him here to have your Byron Murphy, Buda Baker, and J.C. Jackson trio in the secondary, especially in that division. 
Yep. Like we just mentioned. Yeah. JC Jackson, a UDFA in that class, by the way, in 2018. Yep. So uh, it's a big bump here uh, up to 10. So Miami Dolphins at 11. Uh, they took Minka Fitzpatrick. I was really tempted to meme here and take him again. That would have been so funny. You trade him, you get him back in this scenario. <laughs> That'd be pretty solid. But and I, you pair really, with Javon Holland. Yeah, but yeah, as, as Mason just said, Javon Holland was really, really good last year. Uh, they they clearly like Brandon Jones, like a couple other guys in that room. They feel pretty comfortable with their secondary, as they should. They did take a linebacker in Channing Tindall in the late third round uh, to start their draft in 2022. Nah, we're going to upgrade that sucker. Going Fred Warner. And this would really feel like a a completion piece for the defense in Miami. They've needed somebody here. They've trotted out, you know, former Patriots at the position. It hasn't really worked (laughs) for them. Um, Oh, who's who's the guy? I can't think. It was Ohio State linebacker. He's in this class. I can't think of his name now. Um, He was the undersized Ohio State guy. No, he was more undersized. I can't think of his name now. Um, we'll think about it, but Fred Jerome Warner, Baker. Yeah. Jerome Baker. Yeah. Who's had, who's flashed a little bit, but Fred Warner, again, great block deconstructor coming downhill and, and really, really good in coverage. He's earned every penny of that, that contract he's getting, uh, in San Francisco. Unfortunately, Niners fans, you don't get them in the third round, this, this go around. Um, but Dolphins fans very excited because the really final piece of that defense comes together and you get a real, real big time quarterback basically of that defense now. All right. So <laughs> I get to just kick back and listen to this rationalization here. At <laughs> so um, as this kind of came up on the clock, I literally messaged Jake and I was like, do I do the fun thing or do I do the boring thing? And he didn't answer. So I just said, screw it. I'm going to do the fun thing. So obviously this is wild. The Buccaneers with the 12th pick in this draft, they did select me to Vea. Obviously he's not on the board. Yes, you could go with Deron Payne, who went after in the middle draft. Um, if you look at the Buccaneers roster, right. they don't really have any needs, like anywhere. Potentially, you could take a corner, but they've kind of all gone off the board. Maybe you do take Carlton Davis. Um, not in no, not what I did. Oh, so yeah, that's true that you could have taken Davis. Yeah, I didn't yes. think about that because they don't have him now. Yeah. So might have been an oversight, but hey. Yeah, I did the fun thing, and you see. Tom Brady, does he retire this year? <laughs> Took Josh Ro- <laughs> Mason I mean, Rudolph. I mean, uh, he's already on the. He's already there. He's already been there. So he he has been the there. Yeah. So, anyway, seamless fit here. So Baker Mayfield was who I kind of wanted to go there. Um, just kind of sit behind Tom Brady a year, because clearly he wants to get that TV money after this year, most likely, hopefully, so the Packers can finally do something in the NFC, but. With Baker Mayfield, obviously he's going to be the backup over Kyle Trask. Obviously, hopefully. Yeah. Please. But um, with Baker, you have so many weapons around him. You have a top-notch defense. You have a good play caller in Byron Left, which it's like already all there. Maybe you have a coach that won't get away from the running game in that, on national television. Might be, be a bit of a hot take there. <laughs> but with me, like Baker, he needs to go somewhere that he can really like prove himself. Um, so like Tampa Bay has that started for next year and hopefully maybe onward, I think it's a decent landing spot because look who you've got around him. Yeah. I mean, Evans. 
Yeah, Godwin. You might have a tight end or two, depending on what they do there. Yeah. Um, it's top-notch defense. You're pretty much a Super Bowl caliber team, even with him thrown in there. Yeah, I so. mean, it, I yeah, the landing spot's nice. I I, I like it. Um, it certainly surprised me a little bit. I, I wasn't sure I was going to get this guy. I thought the guy I took at 13 was going to be the pick. It would have been like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, boy, would that be interesting to see Baker Mayfield inheriting things from Tom Brady. Um, who did he, he held Tom Brady's rings in that NFL 100 commercial, by the way, if, <laughs> if anybody remembers that one. Um, okay. So Washington commanders here at 13, they took Deron Payne. It's tempting to say that was good. We'll leave it. But at the same time, they did just take Federian Mathis. They have Jonathan Allen, right? Like their, their front seems good. So I flipped gears a little bit and was kind of surprised that they didn't select Kyle Hamilton this past draft. <laughs> so Minka Fitzpatrick felt like just an easy pick here uh, for Washington and gives you a guy who can play. Yeah, he can be single <clears> high <throat> and he, he's very good at reading the quarterback's eyes. Great route recognition, route combinations, like just has the ball hawking mentality. One of the smartest people Nick Saban has said he's ever been around. Um, and he played corner and safety both. So you can drop him down in the slot. You can do a lot of different things with him if you feel like it. Or you just stick him on the back end and know he's going to be probably potentially an all-pro every year. And that's really the area that Washington didn't really address as much as I thought they would in the draft. And now, good news. You got a stud coming your way uh, in Fitzpatrick. For that defense, really kind of a team that when you look at it, almost didn't have many holes in yeah. a strange way. Yeah. Not at Tampa Bay's level, but like in a strange yeah. way, they kind of didn't. But so, as Packer fans, we know what happened with this selection. Obviously, the New Orleans Saints came up, traded up, gave us a first round pick next year. Thank you uh, for Mar- to move up for Marcus Davenport, not Lamar Jackson at the time was, for some awkward reason. That was weird. That that whole thing was weird yeah. because everybody thought it was Lamar, and it was like, yeah. oh, you don't come up thirteen spots and a first next year. It's not yeah. a quarterback, right? Yeah. Hey, you know. Obviously, Marcus Davenport has kind of had his ups and downs. We didn't. Did we take him? No, we did no, not. We didn't take no. him. Um, but so uh, it's kind of a similar situation with like the Commanders and the Buccaneers a little bit. The Saints don't really have any like glaring, glaring weaknesses. Um, yeah. maybe you take a corner because like I was looking at safety. I'm like, wait a minute, they already like signed two great ones this off season, so that's out of the question. They did. Uh, yeah. So as I was kind of like looking around, maybe you could take an edge rusher, maybe not really, but like I looked at the linebacking core, obviously they have DeMario Davis third round pick Pete Warner last year. Yeah, sure. So Darius Leonard was still available. So I felt like that was a really good fun kind of fit next to DeMario Davis. It's just him in Indianapolis. Like if you look at like this whole entire draft from Indianapolis, it's insane. But yeah, like Darius Leonard, no, absolute special. like turnover machine, absolute playmaker. Put him next to Demario Davis, and it's the best linebacker in league. Yeah. So that is an absolute pressure cooker at linebacker with Davis and Leonard. By the way, three Colts did go in the first round of, of this redraft. So if that was any indication how good uh, how good Ballard did in that draft. But yeah, Leonard would be phenomenal. That's a defense. Dallas Allen would love that. Um. So the, 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 the Las Vegas Raiders at 15, 
was a difficult decision to make because it felt like, okay, there were a couple tackles, including the one they picked Colton Miller, who a lot of people trash that pick horrendously ended up getting a big second contract for them has played decent. I didn't, I didn't keep the pick. I'll be honest, just because (laughs) I just like this player better (laughs) to be perfectly honest. Um, So yeah, you're not, you're not going to love not having your left tackle anymore. (laughs) <laughs> good news though good news though Derek Carr is gonna have a new buddy uh in front of him in Frank Ragnow who's been when healthy absolutely phenomenal uh for the Detroit Lions fortunately Lions don't have many more so they gotta they gotta hold a fill um but they did draft Dylan Parham uh in the third round this past draft could play center could could also just play guard and you can switch around a few things with that group up front, but Frank Gray now gives you basically the Rodney Hudson you had at one point um, for your, for your squad. And again, a, a centerpiece pun intended along this offensive line in this offense that, that really it, it needs to be overhauled. And I know Colton Miller just sticking with it makes total sense as a better, more premium position, but I, I, I like Ragnar as a player just a little bit more. Um, Buffalo, so this was their second selection in the first round. They had Josh Allen, obviously. This one, they had Tremaine Edmonds. He's kind of been kind of a rocky start to his career. They're kind of maybe signaling a little bit like, hey, you kind of need to pick it up a little bit because they did select Terrell Bernard in the third round. Maybe a slight overdraft in our opinions a little yeah. bit. Also, um, fun fun fact, I believe Tremaine Edmonds, by the way, this is four drafts ago before this year, is I believe like- still younger than Kenny Pickett. <laughs> pretty sure doesn't that he mean he's t- like 2018 draft he was 20 when he was drafted doesn't that mean he's like a year younger than uh Vilas jones i think he's younger than Vilas jones as well <laughs> but kenny pickett was a first rounder so. well true true anyways we're gonna stick with the linebacker position here for buffalo but instead take roquan smith um bears fans are probably in shambles right now but roquan a very underrated player uh I saw some people even like put him at like six to eight in terms of like linebacker rankings and he got, and they got roasted. Just a lot of people were like, he's not that good. Some were like, you need to have him higher. It's just like a really interesting kind of like study in terms of um, where the general public views Roquan just because he yeah. plays on the bears. Yeah. They're all not really that good. But if you turn on the tape, if you watch a full game, he's everywhere. So with Roquan here in Buffalo, you kind of, you turn that defense into an animal. Is this the best defense in the league now? <laughs> they have <laughs> Derwin and Roquan now. Add it to their team. How how good is this defense with those two? And they still have the other two cities. Yeah, plus they Travis. have. Right, plus oh, Kyrie Elam. Yeah. Plus developing young studs up front. Gregory Rousseau, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. At least oh. top five. Yeah. And they need yeah. Granted, they don't have Josh Allen anymore, but hey, well, yeah, this is I still mean, they, pretty good consolation. Who, who's their backup right now? Uh, I I don't know. It's not Trubisky anymore. They might be they might be on the phone. Hold on, hold with on. Pittsburgh, got, they might be on the phone with on. Pittsburgh after this. This redraft. <laughs> oh, we would okay. like our guy back, please. Oh, they got Case Keenum. They're fine. Oh, we're good. This is like a divisional playoff run again for them, <laughs> probably. Um, yeah. So, um. First half of the first round here done. 
Also, really quick note on Roquan Smith. It does seem like people don't like him because his grades haven't been good. Yeah. That's like one supposed to be objective, probably subjective number. One number to look at a player over, I don't know, 1,000 snaps. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah. You're taking one number and putting everything to one number. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and we will come back with the second half of the first round. Of course, featuring the Green Bay Packers pretty shortly after. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back here uh, with the It's Always Draft Scene podcast. Pick 17 to 32 the first round, and actually right before we started recording, Mason said, I hate you for this next pick because uh, I had the Chargers at 17. He had the Packers at 18, and I think is wanted to make a little pick for the Packers that uh, that I might have picked. So pick 17, Chargers, obviously took Jerwin James uh, in the 2018 NFL draft. Long gone at this point, as, <laughs> as you should assume. Uh so Chargers did a good thing in, in this past draft. They Zion Johnson, Jabari Sawyer, you know, the offensive line looks very good. Just who's going to play right tackle, right? And we kind of think, hopefully it's not Storm Norton. <laughs> um, but we think it could be Matt Filer, that there's a possibility. And that would obviously result in, in Sawyer starting uh, in year one. But in this scenario, we've got, we've got a right tackle here available at 17 uh, who. Again, we said there were going to be three Colts going in the in, in this uh, draft. Three of them go in the top 20. We're going to go Braden Smith here, who's been, outside of some injuries here and there, has been a really, really good right tackle for the Colts. And, boy, this stinks for the Colts. We are, we are purging them um, <laughs> left and right here of their top players. But the Chargers now don't have to really force the issue with playing, you know, Sawyer as a day three rookie to start with. 
you know, Filer can stay at one of the guard spots. You have Zion Johnson, you have Rashawn Slater, you have Corey Lindsley, now Braden Smith to complete this offensive line and let Justin Herbert just absolutely cook. Uh, it's insane. So <laughs> absolutely love, insane. Love to see that for the Chargers. It's been quite, quite a rebuild on that offensive line. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. Um, investing a lot into that offensive line is something I would have done. It's like a mad rebuild that Telesco has done, but yeah, um, it's a pretty good job. Moving on to 18, uh, Green Bay, after moving down with New Orleans, moving back up to Seattle. Yeah. They took Jair Alexander. That's kind of a long gone as he went at pick four. Three. 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 Um, so, Braden Smith was on the short list, which brought me down to two. Uh, that was uh, two offensive playmakers. Uh, I was really tempted. Ooh. Really tempted. Were you going to take – say it no i was gonna potentially take andrews oh yeah that would have been nice i was gonna maybe potentially take andrews but i was like ah i'm gonna get like bombarded if i don't take a receiver here with dj Moore (laughs) still on the board who can who's played without a quarterback pretty much his whole entire career so now he gets one that's true so like imagine dj Moore with a competent quarterback now he's got that yeah so (laughs) suddenly i love this receiver unit in green bay i don't know why I mean, oh, well, I mean, you picked him in the first round. That's wait a minute. How we can't let no, this is illegal. You can't do this. You picked a receiver in the first for the Packers. We have to hold on. Shut it down. Hold on. Hold on. on. No, no, we're good. We're good. No. (laughs) Who could we pick instead? Josh Rosen. Perfect. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, this this would make the receiver room really good. And who's the odd man out? Do you just cut Watkins? Yeah. Basically <laughs> at this point, like, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I feel like Moore's at least your Z, if not your, even your X right away. Like that, that makes me feel like Watkins is kind of expendable at that point. That's kind of wild, but I, I love it. I love DJ, DJ Morgan. Green Bay would be awesome. Could have gone with the six, four guy if you wanted to, but I mean, yeah, it was probably a little more redundant with Lazard <laughs> who was in this draft, by the way. Um, I actually like <laughs> this draft. So yeah, so Dallas Cowboys at nineteen now after uh and Packers, and obviously sixteen other picks. They took Leighton Vandresh at nineteen, which uh, through a couple seasons it was like very clear that that was a, a very good pick by them. Neck injury bug took over, yeah. and uh, really unfortunately made his career pretty short uh, to this point, and so. They, they have a fix at linebacker, obviously. Micah Parsons has <laughs> downright phenomenal. Maybe they get something out of Jabril Cox. We'll see. But what they do need, they've been talking about being purged. They've been purged along their offensive line, right? They've, they've you know, they, they lose Frederick. Um, Lyle Collins leaves for Cincinnati. Um, they lose Connor Williams. So that they've lost a lot of their investment there. They did take Tyler Smith. However, I think Tyler Smith would be nice at left guard for them. And you hear get Jordan Mylata. Maybe a little surprising here at 19. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you, I mean, the former rugby player has been a force in the run game. He's athletic, he's powerful. I think the Cowboys would love to have him on the right side instead of um uh, Terrence Steele, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, get a guy like Mylotta and take him from a division rival, nonetheless. 
Yeah. Sounds pretty good. I think I think the line should be totally fine there, especially if Smith is playing guard to start off. Gives you a, a great front for Dak Prescott. Uh, moving on to the Detroit Lions. They took Frank Ragnow with the selection in the real draft, obviously. Very good center. Long gone by this point to the Raiders a few picks ago. Um, so I was kind of left in a bad spot. Obviously, all the quarterbacks are gone. Sniped unless, me this pick. Unless I wanted to do the Josh Rosen revival. But that was not in the cards here. Um, looking around, like, offensively, I think they're fine, even though they don't have a center now. I wasn't going to take Billy Price. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> no. Um, I don't even think I listed him, did I? No. There were two other yeah. centers that were out, that we had on the player. Yeah, they went back to back. <laughs> so, yikes. Um, kind of looking around, it's just kind of with the roster now. I kind of like it. There was like one position I was like, ah, do I take it? Because they added a player at this position over the offseason. They still have Tracy Walker, and I said, screw it. We're gonna take Jesse Bates here and just have some fun with the secondary, which Jake was not very appreciative. I was, I was pretty peeved. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Single high monster uh, on that defense. And they've got a lot to sort out at corner uh, to this point. Uh, but yeah, the Bengals are up next. And that's obviously why I was pretty peeved. I was like, well, the jet just take him around earlier than you took him. Uh, obviously Jesse Bates can't happen. Now they, they took Billy price. Uh, who that did not go well, um, did not go well at all. But I like this idea here. You, they 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 made a conscious effort to make the secondary better in the 2022 NFL draft. However, this really allows you to have now Daxton Hill kind of be that guy for you <laughs> with Jesse Bates gone. Get better at corner here and take Carlton Davis, who if the if the Bengals do a lot of obviously they'll they'll probably mix in some drop eight against guys like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. They'll mix in, obviously, drop eight against guys like Josh Allen, who's now in their division, um, as we've branched into a new timeline, basically. Um, But Carlton Davis gives you a really good press man corner. So if you sit in a lot of the single high and you're comfortable with Daxon Hill doing that now, you've got a guy in Carlton Davis who can really take away the one and and be really physical doing so. Uh, At 20, was it 22? Yes, Yes. 22. Uh, the Titans were up. They took Rayshon Evans uh, right before the Patriots. That was kind of like the first, like, variable kind of sniping Belichick, and they did it two rounds straight. I'll let the oh, guy yeah, we'll get they, to later. That's true. Um, yeah. Rayshon Evans kind of flamed out there in Tennessee. Now he's on the Falcons again with Arthur Smith. Um, but, like, it was really kind of a struggle. I was contemplating a receiver just because, like, A.J. Brown's gone. So that I kind of thought about maybe getting a Michael Gallup. I was like, eh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I kind of did take a peek at linebacker. I'm like, oh, Zach Cunningham did pretty well for them last year. But, like, this offensive line <laughs> needs work. Um, at the time of this draft and for the first few years, Wyatt Teller did not kind of expand into this kind of, like, well-known commodity on the offensive line until he got to Cleveland last year. So that's kind of the route yeah. I took. They do have Nate Davis, who they have. It seems like they have a lot of lot of hype behind him, but at the other left guard spot, it's like Jamarco Jones and Aaron Brewer, so that's kind of rough. So you could, I thought it was just kind of a plug and play option at left guard for Tennessee. It's funny enough that the Bills actually took him. Yeah, seventh. Imagine, imagine if White Teller was still in Buffalo. But yeah, now 
that would have been that would have been kind of wild. Josh Allen was going to go play with Wyatt Teller, who's a Bill, and then nope, didn't happen. Now he's going to Tennessee. There's a lot of branches here, um, <laughs> but a, a good pick for sure because they do have Malik Willis, and you need some help there. Uh, Patriots at twenty three, they took Isaiah Win. Hasn't really found it just yet, but when he's been out there and healthy, there have been uh, plenty of flashes as a player at tackle. I went a different route here. I, I just said, screw it. We're overhauling the offense. Um, like Kendrick Bourne's been actually decent as a player. And like, yeah. and with this selection, uh, it's officially like hashtag cut Devonte Parker potentially. Yeah. Uh, even after signing, even after getting him, like, listen, Corlin Sutton would give Mac Jones an alpha at receiver. Don't mess around with this Taekwon Thorn stuff. He can be a deep threat sometimes, but like, man, Cortland Sutton, big body, win downfield, be a possession guy as well underneath. Like this, this gives the Patriots another great option to the passing game. Yeah. And they have another pick later too at 31. So we'll get to that as well. I, I we'll get to that. But Sutton would really help this offense, give yes. them really a true number one instead of kind of a, a spread out thing and give give Mac Jones another really good target. So, like, surprisingly enough, like, at 24, Carolina did take DJ Moore. We all know how that's yeah. kind of went. He's an outstanding player who does, just has not had any quarterback luck with him throughout his career. Consistently great producer, but the quarterback issues is just, like, what would this guy do with a real quarterback pretty much? Now he's he got solved it. it. Yeah, he solved it. Um, but, like, it was weird because, like, they desperately need a quarterback and all the ones are, that we would have taken are off the board. Like, maybe I do take a receiver here. Potentially, I thought about it. But I was like, eh. So, I kinda, we kind of, like, kind of worked together a little bit on this one. Yeah. Kinda. Mason Mason believes in, in Terrence Marshall so much that he passed that receiver here. <laughs> <laughs> You're a funny guy. Got him. Got him. I mean, don't Got you him. mean, like, Jamon Moore? Isn't that what his real name is or something? 2.0? Something like that? And could take <laughs> MVS here. Well, yeah. Fair. <laughs> but. Um, Deron Payne was still on the board, and we kind of thought that was like, like a really dangerous fit on that front with Brian Burns. You got Yetter Gross Motto still kind of developing, but you pair him with Derek Brown on the interior of that defensive line, and you can't run against them. Yeah, they have Ionitis too. Yeah, that's dangerous. It's a dangerous group, and I like that. I mean, that's that's good value too. I mean, like Deron Payne's been really good. People like I don't think like Washington. Put all those first rounders in the defensive yeah. linemen. They've been they've been good. It's like Montez, what San Francisco Montez used Sweat, to do. Yeah, San Francisco. That's true. Montez Sweat not as much, but the, the others yeah. have been, been very very good. And Carolina gets one here, not Deron Payne. Baltimore Ravens at twenty five. This was <laughs> difficult because you know I I wanted to be someone just super savvy and take like someone out of the blue that could just well actually there was somebody I wanted to take, didn't end up taking him. But the Ravens pick at 32, so yeah, we took him. Yeah. Um, but they took Hayden Hurst here initially. Not a great pick, I'm going to be honest. Uh, yeah. That didn't go very well. But obviously, they made up for it in, in the real 2018 NFL draft. Um, yes. One guy has already gone from that class uh, in Orlando Brown. Mark Andrews here. We're just – Make this seamless. We're going to make sure Mark Andrews is still in Baltimore. Obviously, we're not going to get Lamar Jackson at this point. We lost him. <laughs> Big Apple, unfortunately. But you keep all the weapons in place. You get Mark Andrews, who's been, I mean, 
I guess you'd call last season the real breakout season, even though he's been really, really good up to that point. He just took it, took over as an alpha, basically as a tight end, uh, which you yeah. don't see very often. There's a select few that do can do that. And he is one of them. Just keep the weapons in Baltimore that you have. You couldn't afford to lose him truthfully uh, in this draft, which we'll get to at the end. We're going to talk about like the future plans with this, but I, I could not uh, in good conscience, yeah. let them let Mark Andrews slip out of, out of their hands here. So Atlanta at 26, Calvin really was the pick here. Um, we are translating the suspension over to this kind of reality as well. Yeah. So technically he's still on the team, kind of not. Um, technically so, he is actually yes. because of how this ended up. Wow. Yes. What a great job. Um, Savvy. Yes. Savvy but moves. so Atlanta does really needed help on the defense. It seems like forever. So. They added some guys to their pass rushing unit this year, this offseason. Uh, Arnold Abichetti in the second round. They took Lorenzo Carter out of free agency. I'm going to throw another name in there with Harold Landry, who's kind of kind of burst onto the scene a little bit, still kind of a lesser-known player for some reason. It's like all those guys on Tennessee, even Jeffrey Simmons, is still kind of underrated. But, like, he's a plug-and-play starter. Like, you rotate him with Lorenzo Carter, Carter or Abichetti, and you've kind of got a nasty kind of – three-way kind of pass rush unit. This would have been elite value if Deron Payne was here at 26. And yeah. thought that was going to potentially be possible depending on what Mason did with the Panthers at 24. But to get get Landry here who got a huge contract yeah. uh, from Tennessee. And I think it was I think it was well deserved. I think he did really well in the contract year um before he got paid and, and he's he's been pretty good. Uh especially uh, you know you often see a drop off when we get into these 20s here. Um and I don't think you really got necessarily that to this point. So Landry, good pick for the Falcons. Seattle Seahawks at 27. They took Rashad Penny, um, <laughs> who did pretty well down the season last year in 2021. That six-game stretch. They brought him back. Um, <laughs> form a backfield that has a lot of draft capital and you know a lot, a lot of people in the room. We're not yeah. doing that here. Um, but they get to keep him, uh, which we'll talk about at the end. But this felt like the pick to make. And and it's funny he hasn't gone yet. But at the same time, it's like we're kind of been waiting for the yeah. big year because he played with Von, with Von Miller when he played with him one year. He had a really good year. Was it his rookie season? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he got to double digits. No? Did he get to 10? Six. He only has like 20 in his career. He got, to, he got a decent amount as a rookie, I feel like. But so Seattle added Boy Mafe in the second round of this past draft. Solid pick. We'll see if they even if they bring back Dunlap or not. But I went with I went with Bradley Chubb here, who went top five uh, in in the 2018 NFL draft. The redraft falls a little bit, but I think Seattle will probably take a strong side rush with a ton of power um, at this point and let let Mafe kind of be the speed rusher on the other side of the front and stays healthy that, that that'd be a good little piece to have up front for for seattle who's kind of obviously in transition mode now but looking for play young playmakers uh, on their defense so at 28 the steelers took terrell edmonds and i want to kind of pause here for a second jake what was your reaction to this pick at the time at the time yeah i was i was really confused but at the same time i remember the the list of players attending the draft 
and both Edmonds brothers were on the list. Yeah. And you initially were like, oh, well, he's going because Terrell yeah. is going to be picked in the first, right? And then it was like, oh, no, actually, <laughs> Terrell Edmonds is going to be picked. And I think I remember a few reactions on Twitter to this were like, wow, they took a sixth round value in the first. And it was like very, it was very, very unstealers like of them to do this. It's just, it, it really shocked me because it was just like, it was just not a thing they usually did. But yeah, because like, okay. I, yeah. Well, he got to be okay, kind of towards the end of his Like, I remember it was like Penny and Edmonds back to back. And I was like, what are they doing? Picks because those were like late day two, early day three players from like most of the media. Yeah. So like, anyways, Edmonds has been Yo, fine. Once the once the Alexander pick was made and done with, yeah. oh boy, nineteen yeah. thirty one. Um, there's a couple in there, but oh boy, it's yeah. not been great, especially twenty seven to thirty one. Yeah. Um, but Edmonds has a new contract on like a one year kind of short leash from with Pittsburgh. Um, in this world. Obviously, Kenny Pickett slash Mitchell Trubisky is the quarterback. Um, they don't have the same offensive line they did during this draft, which is unfortunate because if you look at it right now, it is – I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's probably one of the worst, if not the worst in the league. I'm trying to think of one that's worse. Maybe the Raiders. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe the Raiders. I mean, we just don't know about Seattle. Yeah. Arizona's is pretty bad. Yeah. Anyways, like but. they have a few pieces on their offensive line that can kind of play some different positions. So I kind of went along that route with Isaiah Wynn, who didn't he play guard in college? And they said tackle. Like everyone was kind of confused when they said tackle when he got um, drafted. No, I, he did play tackle, but all the draft guys yeah. were kind of in the in the boat of, yeah, we're, we're totally moving this guy inside. Because I think he's like 6'2", right? Yeah. So I think a lot of people were like, mm, size, mm, arm length, and they're kind of like, that's just going to be the way it is. Yeah, so I don't really know where they would potentially play him, but it seems like they kind of have this kind of mishmash group of, hey, you can play here, you can play here. So, like, it fits. And I was like, we were kind of between, like, ICO winning Colton Miller for this pick. Yeah. So I was like, uh, Win can play multiple positions. So sure. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like that for for Pittsburgh here at the end of the first. Um, Jacksonville twenty nine. This just felt like it had to be <laughs> offensive line or or receiver. I I guess I could have gone center, but I mean, the other two centers we had on the player board were Brian Allen and Bradley Bozeman, and Bozeman's been solid. Obviously, another great Ravens selection. On day three, Brian Allen's a little undersized for me. He's very scheme specific. I wasn't thrilled with that in the Doug Peterson offense. So I just, I just went with Michael Gallup. Oh, by the way, they did the Jacksonville Jaguars selected Taven Bryan with this pick. I was going to be like, did you not want to talk about him? A lot of potential and um, not a lot of results. Uh, (laughs) Kudos to the Jaguars, though. They, they like, we're like Washington in that it was like defensive line, defensive line, yeah. defensive line, defensive line in the first round consistently. Um, but yeah, Michael Gallup gives the Jaguars an X that they don't have. Um, they don't have one right now. Now, granted, I, I think Zay Jones and Christian Kirk will help Trevor Lawrence to a degree. Yes. But Gallup gives you 
the burst speedy guy who can win vertically, get gain ground really fast into his step and be a ball winner, good body control, all those things built into an X receiver that I think Trevor Lawrence would trust deep down the field, trust on the dig routes, trust on everything that's going to kind of be staples, you know, Doug Peterson to the levels, concepts, all that is mesh, everything like that. He'll thrive there, but it'll also, when they want to go vertical, they'll be able to with, with Gallup and, and Kirk as well. And yeah. it gives Lawrence finally a number one they need. I debated getting one of the, like, folks, the tight end class was low-key really good. Yes. From this group. Yes. And there were two guys we didn't take who I, I thought about as well. But I'm like, I, I, I'm going to lean Gallup here. Um, Minnesota at 30. This was an interesting kind of pick for them. They took Mike Hughes, who has uh, flamed out pretty much in Minnesota. He's kind of had a few flashes here and there, but they have really kind of stayed. Um, looking at their roster after them, they took Kyler Gordon and Lewisine this year. It was kind of like, okay, secondary, probably not. I thought about offensive line, but I was like, eh. So with Josh Sweat still on the board, I know they did sign Zedaria Smith to go along with Daniel Hunter, but you can never have too many pass rushers. And you saw that with Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl. With, so, like, Josh Sweat, you add him in. It's like another guy yeah. to the rotation. Philadelphia added him despite having so many guys in that room. And look at him now. He's kind of just that guy that hasn't kind of, like, kind of leaped out into kind of everyone knowing who he is, but he's consistent. So like Minnesota, yeah. you need people that can get off after Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields, who like the offensive line isn't great, but somebody's got to get after for Minnesota. Yeah. To quickly on Josh Sweat. Yeah. Let me, like he, he was kind of a late bloomer into becoming that consistent guy who's been, been solid. And I think Josh Sweat, I think just to like kind of reflect quickly, it's just kind of for those who are listening who kind of go heavily into the draft, stick to your guns as an evaluator. Yeah. I know there were quite a few people, including myself, who were like very much on the Josh Sweat train in this class because really after Chubb and Landry, it was kind of like a lot of question marks. And it was just like, yeah. go to bat for your players. Like you'll learn more. Just trust the eval. And, and a lot of people did get it right with Josh Sweat in that class. And he's been potentially the edge three really in this group and so just a good lesson to kind of just just stick to your evals and you learn and grow with it but try not to let all the outside stuff affect what you see little lesson in there as we're almost done uh patriots at 31 i'm gonna just say uh well they picked sony michelle here which um unlike bill yeah really odd um a few picks before nick chubb Hate to see it. Um, I'm going to say I got bullied here because I was going to take one of the bullied. tight ends. And because um, Dallas got her, Dalton Schultz, by the way, two tight ends in this draft have been really good. Um, wanted to help Mac Jones a little bit more. Obviously, Hunter Henry, John o. Smith. <laughs> no. Dalton Keene, Devin Asiasi, they picked like both in the same draft class. No. In so I thought about draft. taking one of those, but. Went to Mason, went to a couple guys, and were like they were they both were kind of on the uh, on this train. And so we get now a, what a fourth linebacker here in the first round. Um Foye Aluakun, who listed if you go to the draft itself, you will see he was picked as a safety from Yale on day three for the Atlanta Falcons. 
made the transition to, to linebacker. Very, very good for Atlanta. Signs very a huge deal with Jackson. For his pocket. Yeah. Signs a huge deal with Jacksonville. Now going to the Patriots, going to help out the linebacking core there. I think they did a great job here getting Sutton and Alukun. It's going to be great yeah. help to both sides of the football with their two picks there in the first round. To round out this redraft, we have fun here. Ooh. Uh, obviously, the Ravens traded up for Lamar Jackson here. Long gone. Long gone. Second pick. So we were like, so right now they have Tyler Huntley as their quarterback. Yep. And what better way to help out your quarterback than to get a better run game so you go grab Saquon Barkley. So probably the best offensive line he's ran behind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Easily. Um, I don't know if you saw the reports today, but they're saying his knee is perfectly fine, that he feels great. Yeah. So. This is it's Saquon. It's Saquon Barkley in the moon this season. Yes. It really feels that way. Love to see it. This is such a Baltimore thing, too. Yeah. Because we know how highly he was rated as a prospect. And to get him at the end here, like we said, and, and we're going to kind of talk about this as we finish, but like this is at this point, like you get the running back. There were kind of a lot of middling guys. Is there anybody? Quick, actually, before we make the announcement, what we're going to do. Is there anybody where you're like, eh, I probably should have got him in the first round? I know Calvin Ridley definitely feels like the one that that stands yeah. out the most. This was kind of like, oh, probably should have had him in the first. Um, Probably Nick Chubb. but Nick Chubb was maybe. another potentially, yeah. Goddard. Goddard and Schultz were good, two yeah. really good tight ends. I mean, Colton I love Miller, how you listed, uh, listed Michael Dixon on this list. Absolutely, dude. Pro bowler. Got to put the punter that on. That should it. have been the Raiders pick. Come on now. Should have. Should have. You're right. You're right. You're right. Maybe or like Seattle's. Daniels or Alex Kappa, maybe. I don't know. Daniels would have been somebody potentially. I still think Colton Miller could have snuck in there. Wouldn't have been like yeah, overly wild about it. Um, BJ Hill's been good, uh, yeah. especially you know this past year in Cincinnati. That's obviously Tremaine Edmonds or Rashad Evans, two linebackers who went in the first, didn't end up going there. I think that's kind of been kind of warranted. I, I think that they've kind of yeah. just haven't haven't worked out. Jordan White has been very, very good at safety, but I think he's definitely somebody still on the line where you're like, eh, I, I'm not like yeah. overly upset that he didn't go in the first. Uh, a lot of people like how Dante Jackson's coming along in Carolina. I still think he's in that same boat. So I think Ridley Goddard and Schultz are like probably the three best players who didn't get picked. Um, a pretty good class though. I mean, like I said, Colton Miller, McGlinchey, Joe Noteboom, like tackles who are serviceable, yes. still available at this point. Allen Bozeman, Daniels Kappa on the offensive line. Obviously, we said Nick Chubb didn't go. Nick Chubb may be better than probably all of them, actually. Yeah. I'm gonna rescind what I just said. Nick Chubb's the best player available. Um <laughs> Naheem Hines is in this draft class. Shout out. Uh DJ. So just Carl. move him to receiver. You got it, boss. <laughs> you got it, boss. You got it. Uh, Move to receiver. Yeah. I'm trying. Google is <laughs> like Google, does, Google Sheets does not like the like paste feature with with a oh, keyboard no. No. or not with the keyboard. I'm sorry, with the mouse. They they like it with the keyboard. They don't like if you, if you try to paste with the mouse. It's stupid. Okay, so really quick to round this out. So we thought about this since we did 2018 redraft and we're like oh we should do more redrafts right everybody does redrafts in the summer so we're going full 
timeline branch, but so branching that the time variance authority, they're going to be ticked and they're probably going to send Loki and, and Mobius to help out. Um, they're going to be pretty mad about it. This branch yeah. timeline. We're resetting it completely. Everything. 2018 through 2022 in the draft. Everything's being reset now. So the Browns have Josh Allen. And when we go through the next four and we're going to redo 2022, believe it or not, we're actually going to redo it. And it feels early to do it, but it's going to be a fun team building exercise now. So a couple rules. We're only going to do the first round because going through seven rounds. I mean, we do this once a week. We won't be done till like Christmas. And we want we want the summer to be fun, but we're, we're not going to go overboard. So we're going to stick with the first round. So now the rules are, right, obviously player gets picked. They're joining that team. You lose that player. If they don't get picked in the first round. They stick on the same team. They do. So huge deal for the, the Browns. Browns. They keep Nick Chubb. The Eagles get to keep Dallas Goddard. Falcons. The Cowboys get to keep Schultz. Atlanta. After one year, you still have Calvin Ridley. Good news. Um, the Bengals hang on to both BJ Hill and Sam Hubbard, two guys that were and listed Alex, on our yeah. player pool. Oh, and Alex Kappa. Yeah. The Raiders. Good news, Raiders fans. Colton Miller didn't get picked. So you get to hang on to him. So you're welcome for that Frank Ragnar selection. Two positions are filled. We're in good shape. Uh, Jordan Whitehead is still with the Jets and, and so on and so on. Um, I'm going to, maybe we'll, we'll see on Twitter, on, on maybe the Packernet Facebook group, we'll have kind of the, I'll, I'll shell out all the rosters and we'll kind of wipe things clean from drafts and we'll kind of sort of fill things in, uh, as we go along, but we're going full branch timeline here. Every player who has been picked tonight is now on a new team. So now when we go to 2019, you're going to have to look at it and be like, okay, well, if I'm the Packers at 12, if Rashawn Gary's there, probably better take him if he's there. So hang on to him. There, there's going to be a lot of a lot of movement. Needs have changed now. Specifically Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yes. Um, you've lost a lot sorry. of players to this point. Very sorry about this. Saints fans, you're very lucky we didn't go back one year. You would have lost a lot of players from that 2017 group. So you're lucky, but there have been some really good drafts, uh, even not not counting that 2017 Saints group in these past few classes. So players are going to be lost. And, and truthfully, if you sucked these past four years, your team will you. be really good. Um, but it'll be really fun to see how the, all this shakes out going forward. But let's let's just shout out a few teams here because we've gone through this list at, to this point and we've gone through the first round. Mason, who's a huge winner for you here uh, to this um, point? The Giants. <laughs> the Giants do feel like a big winner, yes. The Giants. They don't have Barkley, but. I mean, yes, but you can clearly upgrade your Daniel Jones to Lamar Jackson. So, yes. Maybe. I mean, I would definitely say that even the Chargers is just filling out that last spot on the offensive line. So. Yeah. Yeah, Cowboys get a big win. They snatch a player from a division rival who yeah. will have to fill left tackle somehow. Um, the New I York mean, Jets are big winners just because of where they pick the rest of the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. With this, they're going to pick three in 2019. 2020, they oh, pick boy. 11. 2021, they pick second. <laughs> 
and they have three firsts in 2022. So Jets should probably be loaded at this point. Now we'll see what quarterback they end up getting potentially in 2021. Are they going to wait until then? Are they going to jump on a quarterback earlier? We'll see. But this is going to be fun. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this. The good news, um, actually, the Bills are kind of a winner and a loser. Yes. Really quick. They get two absolute studs on defense. Problem is they don't have the first pick in this next draft. And there's only really one quarterback who you're really going to want to take a chance on in 19. So the good news, though, Bills fans, we got we got hindsight on our side. So don't you worry. We'll help you out. Uh, the bills are going to be loaded. They're just going to, once they find the QB, uh, but they only got a couple more years to do it. Cause they kind of took a yeah. leap. So we'll see how this works out, but I think this will be a kind of a fun exercise to go through yeah. the summer and kind of see full butterfly effect. This thing, how does one, <laughs> all these, all these picks change a lot of trajectory in terms of teams. And we'll kind of look at maybe the teams by end and kind of be like, all right, who's probably won Super Bowls recently. <laughs> We'll go through that. It should be a lot of fun. The Buccaneers, you have Baker Mayfield behind Tom Brady. That's a, a long-term thing now, right? Packers, you got DJ Moore. Maybe you instead of Jair. Instead of Jair, unfortunately, but you've got Douglas, I guess. Stokes might not get to you. We'll see. Yeah. There, there's going to be a lot of moving parts, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of put this together. Um, Mason, real quick as we get out of here, where can they follow you as we go on this fantastic summer journey here? Uh, they can follow me at Thompson 22 Mason on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake NFL draft. I'm really excited about this butterfly effect thing. I <laughs> yeah. think we're going to have a lot of fun with this and yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it and are along for the ride and um, be a good way to kind of get us to a more NFL season and, and, and draft season in general in the fall. So when that starts, so we'll get out of here for you guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed this and we will catch you guys next Monday. See you guys later.